back to another episode of the Vocal Vault Podcast. I'm your host, Emily Johnson, and I created this podcast as a way to create a safe space to hold open, honest, and vulnerable conversations. This is the last episode of the year, baby. Episode 10 is going to be the last one. We will be off next Wednesday, and then we will be back on Wednesday, January 5th. Uh, I'm just going to take a little break during the holidays. I think um, me, my producer, I think we all deserve a little bit of a break and just some time to not always be just running around. And I just need some time to, you know, hang out, chill out with some family and just really unplug for a little bit. So that's going to be really nice. Um, uh, but yeah, make sure you come back for a, the new episode on January 5th and you can always hit that follow button or subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so that you get reminders when we're back. I am so excited for the holidays. Christmas is in three days and it's just going to be nice to have a little break, just spend some quality time with family. My family still has not really made any plans because that's the kind of family we are. We just kind of figure it out as we go. Um, We used to have like a very kind of set tradition every year for what we did for Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And that's changed a little bit just over the past few years with, um, you know, the pandemic last year and still this year. So we, you know, we've got to be a little bit more safe. And um, so we've adjusted in ways and and that's still okay because we still get to spend time together. So that is what I'm looking forward to. Um, No matter what you celebrate, what holiday you celebrate, I hope that you enjoy, you're just enjoying some time with your loved ones and um, that you just get to kind of unwind and treat yourself this holiday season. I think that's really important. This week, I invited on a friend of mine, Sabrina Adams. She went from blogger to business owner to manager to student to mother to partner. She does it all, you guys. And I mean, it will blow your mind when you listen to this episode. Um, She I love this term uses the term mompreneur, which just completely embodies what she is. And she, you know, her child always comes first and her relationships always come first, but you can still tell that she is just grinding behind the scenes and she's just really doubling down on things that make her feel her worth and that she's passionate about. And so I was just really curious to sit down with her and just pick her brain and ask her how she does it all. Um, You know, her pregnancy was not planned and I was actually her manager at the time when we found out she was pregnant and we talk a little bit about that and how her, you know, her reaction to that and just kind of how she navigated all that and all the things that have changed. And she opened a small business, um, online business during the pandemic. And it's just so cool to see her come so far and she's got so much more to go to. She's she's not going to stop. I can just tell this girl is going to keep going and I'm just so proud to know her and to be her friend. And, you know, it had been two years since we saw each other, um, when we sat down and had this conversation and it just, it was nice to be able to just kind of pick up where you left off. And I think that's kind of like a special relationship to have too. So also make sure to check out her brand fierce and flawed that's at fierce and And you can also find that on Instagram as well. Let's get into this week's episode. Andy, let's open the vault. All right, we've got Sabrina Adams in the house today. Hi, Sabrina. How we doing? Hey, good. Thanks good. for having me. <laughs> we just caught up on a lot of things, so we are we're feeling pretty good over here. <laughs> um, so Sabrina and I met because I hired Sabrina at Primp, gosh, what, two years ago? Two and a half years ago, maybe? I think it was 2019. 2019. Yep, summer of 2019. Wow, time. Oh, my God. And, yeah, I I just remember I was in a space where I, like, really, um, I don't know, I was kind of in a space where I feel like all the girls that had been working there for the summer were leaving to go to college, and I was like, I need someone. Like, and so you came along. And you were looking for full time and we're more than qualified mm-hmm. and, <laughs> and we got you right in. So that was awesome. I'm, yeah, I think you I remember you hiring like a whole team. Yep. So we were all being trained in together at the same time. That was very yeah. <laughs> God. 
I like remember that and being like, holy shit, this was like a lot. Like, but I will say like you guys were very like a very easy team to train like especially you you had already come from a retail background like you kind of knew what was going on like I feel like you were kind of the one person where I kind of I got to like hire you on and then just be like okay we're like I can I will answer her questions I'll kind of show her the way but you um and it was nice because we also had it and we still do but we had an inventory manager at the time who also was like a good resource for you yep and she trained me into a little bit yes so that was super nice but I, yeah, that was a lot to kind of, I had just started managing that location. This was an Excelsior and holy freaking moly. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, so the reason I have Sabrina on today is to talk about the fact that she is a, and this is a, um, term that, you know, I don't know that you necessarily coined, but just a great term mompreneur. <laughs> and, I, I think I took that off of Instagram. I think somebody <laughs> else had that. But yeah. Like, Whatever. <laughs> it works. It's what you it, are. It is. <laughs> and I ended up like, I remember, um, you know, I just reached out to you and was like, hey, like, I think this would be a great episode to talk about someone who is a mom who has started a business, especially during a pandemic. Like, You've done all the things and just kind of a quick story to go on top of all of this is I remember when, um, I had, gosh, how long do you think you had been working at Prim? Cause I think you started in um, August. I, st- I started, I think like mid August. Okay. Yep. Yeah. And I remember one day you were like, Hey, I'm going to be a little late. I have an appointment. <laughs> and I was like, okay, sounds good. Blah, blah, blah. And then you come in and I was like, how did your appointment go? <laughs> and you're like, <laughs> I'm pregnant. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh my uh, how do we feel? Like, how are we feeling about this? I just remember being like, this is the first employee I'd ever had that had told me that they were like pregnant or anything. And I'm, I did not know how to oh handle it. Oh my gosh. It. And I was like employed for like two weeks. I, feel. <laughs> <laughs> I think it was like the beginning of September. It was, it was it so was. quick. You were like, yep. Do in May. Like <laughs> we are. And I was like, okay, I'm going to reach out to the owner. We're going to talk about our maternity plans. <laughs> like we, I just remember that was like crazy. And I just remember asking you right away, like, how do we feel? Are we happy? Are we excited? And you weren't sure. Like you were like, I don't know right now at all. Yeah. I had no idea how I felt. Um, immediately I was like, Oh, I can't do this. Mm-hmm. Like I can't do this. I remember you telling me that. Um, but it, it just, I, my, twi- my intuition also was like, yes, you can mm-hmm. like, and you're going to do this. Yeah. And I feel like I could kind of sense that from you too. I feel like you got to a point where you were like, uh, I remember you had an appointment where you were like, okay, we're going to keep this baby mm-hmm. and, and this is going to be my future. And that was really huge. I remember like you came in you're like, I'm keeping it. And I was like, hell yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I was like, so we have to start looking at maternity plans and all these yes. things. But I just, I mean, I was so in awe of you and just, you know, you you were young at that time. How old were you when you became pregnant? Um, I, I had just turned 25. Holy shit. 25, 26. Yeah. 22. And that's like me. Like, it, I feel like so many people at different ages, it's like so many people struggle with um, fertility and wanting to get pregnant and they can't. And then there's people who get pregnant when they don't want to be pregnant. Mm-hmm. And um, there's such a spectrum of people who, sh- who are super excited when they get pregnant, no matter what age. Right. And then there's people who are like dreading it. And I just was like... <laughs> Again, how do we feel? <laughs> right. I think for me too, um, uh, that year was, that was something. So mm-hmm. it was kind of like I went through a bad breakup, uh, the very end of mm. 2018. And then, um, my partner and I started dating about the end of February. Well, that was our first date anyways. Mm-hmm. It was nothing serious. Um, we kind of hung out all summer, we were only hanging out in together for six months and then boom, I'm pregnant. So I'm like, oh, I'm still like getting over this old relationship. I barely know this person. Now I'm having his baby. It was a lot. Yeah, TMI, I can't imagine. A lot. <laughs> so. I feel like that would be so much like I'm, I don't even know how I would navigate that. But like I, I feel like you did it with like a lot of grace in all honesty. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember like watching you during the, just even that first month. Cause like I didn't get to work with you for very long, but I remember watching you like through that first month and like your, um, 
like your patience, your grace during all of that was really, I, I mean, that was really something, Sabrina, like you just, I felt like you had a sense of confidence with it. As soon as you made up your mind and I'm having this baby, you were so confident in it. And I think that that's huge. And I think that that's kind of what we were talking about a little bit before of like that mother's intuition. Yeah. Well, thank you. Cause it did not feel that way. <laughs> it it did off. not feel that way inside. I felt crazy, stir crazy, but yeah, it was kind of like, okay, so we're having this baby now let's prepare for it. What now? And I kind of had a mental checklist of all the things that I wanted to do before the baby came. And even though we had only been dating for six months prior to, we were um, very aligned in our vision for the future. I, I, I was in a space of if, if I'm going to see someone and if I'm going to date, I'm going to make sure we're compatible. We talked a lot. We I asked so many questions like, they would just be random questions. Important at, questions. Yeah. Yeah. But it was, we would be on the phone until like literally 4 a.m. Like we were in high school just talking and asking questions. And so hypothetically speaking, like what's your view on this? What's your view on that? Really getting to know each other. So things move very fast. But um, I also was confident in who I was having a, a child with as far as the well-being of my child went Absolutely. and parenting. So that that definitely helped a lot, but it still was just very fast. Do you think your confidence came from, <clears throat> excuse me, the fact that he already had a child? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And that helps a lot with him. You got to kind of see how, and I believe you said she was six at the time. Yep. She was, she had just turned six around. Oh my gosh. When, yeah. So actually I was 26 when I was pregnant. Yeah. Okay. Yep. I had just turned 26 in June. But yeah, she was six. She had just turned six. Um, I think it was around our first date because that was a <laughs> that was a topic of conversation. Do you have kids? Yeah, she She's just turned six. six. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, but I was able to see um, how well he co-parented with her mom. And how involved he was with her. And she's a huge daddy's girl. So that, I think, um, it definitely helped my decision. Oh my gosh. Yeah. yeah. And I, I feel like I remember us talking about that too. And I was like, well, do you feel like this is someone you can raise a child with? And you were like, yeah, I do. Because like, he's already raised one. So, mm -hmm. I mean, I think a second one probably isn't going to be like too far out of the picture here, yeah. but oh God. And then, so I feel like around that time, so I didn't get to like watch you go through your pregnancy, which I was always a little bummed about, but, <laughs> um, I left Pramp at that point and I know you stayed with Pramp and I kind of like watched you grow through there, but I believe, like, did you have him pre-pandemic or during the pandemic? No, I had him during. How Like, I had him that? during the shutdown. I was due May 4th, and I had him April 23rd. So, okay. right, I was, oh, my God, I was freaking out because I had, the whole time I was pregnant, I was saving every penny, nickel, dime, everything. Like, and, um... Then COVID was taking over and I was just like, oh my God, like if we shut down, what am I going to do? Like I'm this close to having him. And then I knew maternity leave. I can't work for a little while. Um, so we shut down. Thank God for unemployment. Mm -hmm. I was going to say unemployment. <laughs> yeah, thank God for unemployment. <laughs> um, but yeah, we shut down in March and I had him in April. Wow. So yeah. Oh my God. Um, so how did that look for you, like having a child during COVID? Like, was your hospital experience any different than you would have expected? Or was it kind of what you would have expected? So yes and no. Okay. Um, first and foremost, I did not plan to have him at the hospital. All of my appointments were at Roots Birthing Center over north oh. Minneapolis. Yep. So I had already planned to have him at a birthing center. Um. So as far as that, as far as labor and delivery went, that was as planned. Like it, it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, the bad thing was my mom couldn't be there. Mm. Literally no one except for my partner, except for Clay. So that sucked. That was so hard. Like I was so scared. This is my first kid and my mom, like, I, like at one point I was like, Clay, are you sure? Like you kind of, this is your second kid. Do you really need to like, be can there? My mom like, <laughs> yeah. Like maybe my mom should, you know, maybe you should sit this one out. Cause you, you know, but <laughs> I feel like that's how I would be. Like, I, I can't imagine giving birth without my mama. Yeah. Like, like 
I I think I need her. <laughs> oh my god, that's hilarious that you were able to like. He, he probably was like, mm, I'm gonna stay, and right? Like, okay. Uh-huh. And then we had a boy. This is his son too. This is his boy. So he's like, no, no, no. I I'm need to staying. be there. Yeah, I'm oh. delivering my son. So it was a beautiful experience. My mom was on the phone um, oh. up until like I got there and started pushing. Like the whole Heck time yeah. I started, I called her immediately. Oh wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's huge. Um, and then I know like during that time, so when I met you, you had already created the blog fierce and flawed. Um, can you tell us just like a little bit about the blog and then what that has actually turned into now? Yeah, that was a journey. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, I had always, I just always loved fashion and lifestyle blogs. This is long before Instagram even existed. Um, I used to watch like fashion and lifestyle lookbook videos on YouTube. Um, I used to follow, um, what is her name? Um, Shirley B. Anyang, I think is her okay. name on YouTube. But yep. she had the cutest blog and um, she would do these lookbooks on YouTube. But she had a actual blog page called Meek and Mild. Okay. And then she ch- changed it into her name. Anyways. <laughs> so I always just adored that and I always wanted to do that for myself. Well, then... After high school, then there's, of course, Instagram came about and I just got to the point where I'm like, let me just let me slowly start to do it and put myself out there. I just was always timid. So that's what why it took me forever. Um, the name. I'm just terrible at names and I couldn't think of anything. And my coworker gave me this like Dove chocolate and in the inside of the wrappers for Dove chocolates, it said something like, um, it's okay to be both uh, beautifully flawed or something like that. It was something similar along those lines. And at the time, I just was writing down every word possible, seeing what would fit together. Yep. And so that's kind of how I, I got the name. Um, I love that. Yeah, I think I think Fierce came from like Sasha Fierce, Beyonce. I was yep. channeling my inner Beyonce. Mm-hmm. And then um, Which the flawed. <laughs> yeah. And then the flawed part came from that little Dove chocolate. <laughs> but I was not in love with the name for a long time. It just was what I was using as the time being. But it's grown and other people loved it. Um, it was a personal blog. And so I was going to say, like, what I have never been someone that, like, honestly, like, reads blogs or anything. Like, I'm such mm-hmm. a visual person. So, like, Instagram is my jam. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, like, where I see everything. So it's like, were you were you making like weekly posts and stuff like that? Or like, how was it working for you? Like, how were you doing it? Honestly, whenever I had time. Yeah. 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 I always kept trying to set goals. Like I'm going to be on it and once a week or three times a week. But realistically, I just, I didn't have the mental space or capacity Mm-mm. to even keep up with that. Um, and it turned into so much pressure that I think that's why I stopped blogging when I got pregnant. Um, sometimes I miss it, but it's just, it's on to the next. And the yeah. next is, so you've created yeah. your own brand now. Yeah, and li- Literally like a business. And mm-hmm. I saw you do this in the midst of a pandemic. And I was in such awe of you, Sabrina. Like, I remember I was like, oh, my God, this girl is creating an online business right now. Like, <laughs> you go. Like, and <laughs> with a you. With a new child. Like, how... I mean, what was your like mindset behind it? And just how did that come to fruition? You know, he actually was my mo- a big part of my motivation was having a child for sure. It like it lights a fire under you like no other, like all the self doubt for years and the it makes you realize like I don't have time to mm-hmm. just sit and doubt myself and to keep putting things off like, no, I need to do what I said I'm going to do right now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I've always I started the brand while I was blogging, I was mm-hmm. selling T-shirts um, with my logo and stuff on them. I got a lot of compl- compliments on my logo. Um, Marcus created my logo, Marcus Styles. Logo. So, yeah. and everyone loved it. So I created a T-shirt. They sold well. Then I slowly, um, right before I was employed at Primp, I started like a small collection where I sold like I had like two dresses added to the collection. So I was like, <gasps> I remember this. Yes. Yeah. I was already like experimenting um, yes. with selling items and growing a business aside from the blog. But after I had Cassius, 
it was kind of like it was go time, um, especially so July of 2020, I caught COVID because I had just had a baby, my immune system was really, really terrible. Mm -hmm. So I was quarantined in the room by myself. I had a high fever for a couple of days, for like four days. Yeah, it was terrible. Um, And then I got to a point where I'd feel better during the day, and then the fever would come back at night. So the whole time I'm in bed, it's just like, life is short. (laughs) Life is so short. I have this this three-month-old baby downstairs. I'm laying here sick with, with... this crazy new virus Mm -hmm. um there's a a world pandemic happening like if i want to start the business now is is the time to do so and i had saved a lot of money um with my unemployment at the time yeah hell yeah (laughs) well and that was i feel like that was a quick turnaround point because you you launched your business during covid right like yeah i remember like seeing I I remember you kind of doing like some teasers and I was like, no fucking way. Like Mm -hmm. this there's, she's literally launching a business right now, like in the midst of COVID. And I was like, this is amazing. And like, if, if anyone's going to be able to like really make it and like thrive with it, like it was you. And I really felt that because I could tell this is something you're passionate about because it's something you've always been passionate about pre and post pandemic. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. Quick interruption to introduce to you Sather Audio. Sather Audio created my intro music for this podcast and is my producer for this podcast. Andy Bjork is the man behind the scenes and he knows how to do all the things, whether that has to do with a podcast theme, editing, production, mixing in any form. He is your guy. You can find him at Sather Audio on Instagram. That's S-A-T-H-E-R Audio on Instagram. And I've always, I've always been passionate about um, the boutique industry, retail as a whole, but more importantly, small business. Um, That's why I hired you, dude. Like, I remember you saying that, like, in your interview, you were like, small businesses, like, are really something that... I am passionate about because you worked at one in Uptown for a little bit. Yep, for two years. Yeah, until and, closed. Mm-hmm. and you were really passionate about that place too. So it's like I could tell like you had a lot of like heart and you cared a lot about those small businesses. And that, yeah, that was important. Yeah, I, small businesses community really. It is. It's I yeah I worked in corporate before, um, the end of high school, early college for years, and it just it was I just felt like a robot yeah (laughs) it just felt like a number yep and i ever since i started working in small business that's all i'll work for now so because you're recognized and like you're appreciated and it's a family it is a family Mm -hmm. and that's something that like has been really important to me too and i think that's probably why i felt like i wanted to go back to print because i felt like that was one of the places that i actually felt like appreciated and recognized oh absolutely i was sad to leave but i was happy you know for my my new journey but yeah i was i was sad to leave of course and like do you want to share a little bit about your new journey and what you're doing now yeah i am managing i am the actually the um chief of retail operations at a store called ruva africa in the mall of america Oh my God. So yeah, I manage that store. How has that been? So, because have you been in a management position before? Like, how has this kind of ignited that within you? Um, This is my first time where it's all on me. I do have a lot of support from my boss. I don't think he likes me to call him that. <laughs> <laughs> he, he says we are we are all equal. <laughs> we work with him and not for him. That's really that's I love awesome. it. It's a great place to work. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so that's amazing. Like to hear it's for someone to be like, no, like I'm a resource for you, but like I'm not mm. your superior. Yes. Like that's really cool. Yes. He he treats us great. He yeah, he's amazing to work for. Um He's there to answer any questions that I have as far as management goes. Um, so, yeah, it's it's a good experience. And I think I was ready for it. That's most importantly. For um, sure. Yeah, just going from all the retail experience that I had before. I was just ready for the next step. Absolutely. And I think, like, especially, you know, working at Primp, like, I feel like you were kind of, you were still in the inventory realm, right, when you um, left? Or? I was actually in a assistant manager. I know. did not yeah. know that. Oh, my God. Yep, like, yeah, like, right at the very end. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. So. It was just kind of a point where you're like, okay, I could do more. Like, I could, I, there's something else out there that I think is going to ignite my fire yeah, a little bit. Yeah, so actually at the time... <laughs> Um, I had been talking, so Carrie was still the manager there. 
Um, shout out to Carrie. <laughs> 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 yeah. Carrie <laughs> but um, I was going for store manager. Okay. Um, but then I got the call to manage the store that I'm at now. Oh. So it, it literally all happened at the same time. And I was sad to tell her like, hey, actually. Can I ask what made you choose the other store? Um, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, put me on the spot. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> well, here's well, the thing is like for me it, as an outsider, it's like mm-hmm. this is an like is it's African based business like. This is a yeah, huge thing. Yeah, it's um, it's he's doing something that hasn't really been done before. There are some brands that try, but he's doing it on a whole different level. Honestly. And it's seen. Yeah, yep. It's it's helping literally grow um, a a brand. Mm-hmm. You know, not just a business, but a brand. Mm-hmm. Um, so and I've been I've loved his designs for years. Mm-hmm. When I, I actually met him at a, a local fashion show. And we worked to, we did a collaboration on my blog back in 2017. So, um, one, I was excited and I believe in his vision for the brand. Um, I love the brand and also I'm going to be, it was, it was just like, I was ready for something new to try something new. Absolutely. Um, and just to learn more and what he offered was a tremendously bigger step than this the next step i was gonna take at yeah but i i and you in the fact that you're developing something yeah but i like, i definitely love and appreciate print and oh even that was even the next step was 100%. still big but it just when i had to outweigh the pros and the cons absolutely yeah. and that i think that's so fair and like um, I think that's the thing is like, for me, you know, we, you and I talked about this is like, I had to leave primp to like recognize like how much I actually valued primp mm-hmm. and valued the way that they treat their employees, the, the way that they actually like treat their customers and, and, um, things like of that nature. But, um, I was able to like take that time and you yeah. and I talked about how, before we even hopped on the mics here, we talked about how, like, it, I, I think that was really valuable for me personally to be able to take that time and to be like you have to figure out like this is what you really want so I think like you kind of got to like experience that realm without like leaving and Mm -hmm. I think it kind of gave you when you had this opportunity it was pretty clear-cut sign Mm -hmm. and I there's nothing wrong with that like I I think um you I could just see you as a manager and I just see you thriving in that so that's really that's just amazing to that you're in that role now yeah thank you yeah i think um i got a taste to it primp when you left for a little bit because we went we had like a little um this is when i was still pregnant but there was uh about a month or two where we were still trying to find (laughs) i said bye yeah all right so So i was i was full-time so i was the next in line in the in the meantime (laughs) so i i already i felt like okay i kind of i kind of know you know what i'd be doing and what this would be yeah and Mm -hmm. then this the new job i have now it was just like it's different it was yeah it was taking a leap of faith for sure absolutely and i'm actually curious just kind of a side note so i worked for um ever eve at mall of america for a little bit and I hated working at Mall of America. I'm going to be real honest. Yeah. So I'm really curious. Like, what's your thoughts working at Mall of America? <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Especially like this time the of ma- year. Yeah. Um, the mall, it's, you, you have to abide by the mall's rules. They are very, they are on it. They are on top of every little thing. Um, I do wish that we were outside of the mall. Hmm. Although I do understand why he, he did say like if, if he was to ever open a store, it would be in the mall just because of uh, travelers, people mm-hmm. visiting. They always visit the mall. That does make sense. Yeah. yeah. So I definitely understand um, the planning behind it and the strategy behind our location. But I yeah. don't like it. I, but I, don't I love it. <laughs> exactly. I park like I park right next to the store, like the nearest entrance so that I don't have to walk around in that mall. Yep. I re- so with ever eve like i had a kind of interesting journey where i was like lead stylist and then i went to full-time stylist which is like actually like two different things with them okay um and when i went to full-time stylist that was at moa Mm -hmm. and i had a pay increase and all those all those things so i was like okay i'm gonna take it this was right before i came back to prim so like i had been in the midst of like communicating with wesley and everything during this time but um, we just like weren't solidified on anything yet. Okay. So I was like, I'm going to take it. I'm going to do it. And 
I worked at MOA for a little bit and like that location like we closed at nine every night and like that was just rough dude like that's just rough and like I think with MOA with Ever Eve being the brand that it is, it's a little different. Whereas like the brand that you're working for, I think is going to draw in someone who is very interested in like checking out that brand. Mm-hmm. Whereas like Ever Eve is like, it's like another like forever 21. And it, yeah. I, that's not to compare forever 21 and Ever Eve. I know that sounds like I just did, but I'm just saying like, it's another store in a mall that you yeah. see at every mall. Like, yeah. um, sorry, what's the name of the store you work at one more time? Ruva Africware. Ruva Africware. Mm-hmm. Um, you don't see that every mall you go to. Whereas yeah. like you see an ever Eve, you see a forever 21, you see all those things at every mm-hmm. mall you go to. So you're going to just kind of pop in randomly. Whereas like right. Ruva Africware, you're not always going to just like pop in. No, we actually get different customers too. I mean, I've never worked at the mall of America before. This is my first time, but I've worked at the Egan outlet mall. Mm. And I used to work <laughs> at Steve Madden part time years ago. Yep. And we, we're in the mall, but we are a small business and we have a great location. We're on the first floor. So people are always like, who owns this? Oh, that's so I'm good. like, we're, we're a small business still. So we, I still get customers that are similar. Um, I mean, different, but similar to the customers I had working when I worked for aura and uptown. And when I worked for primp, um, mm-hmm. you, it's the, the people that like to support small businesses, um, are usually nicer. <laughs> They're <Yep>. usually <laughs> easier to deal with. Um, and they usually like to have a, a conversation and build a connection. And that's what I experienced there as well, even though we are in the mall. Yeah. And I think that's because like we kind of mentioned is like, that's not something that they're seeing when they go Mm -hmm. to other malls. Like they're, they're seeing this new business or this new store that's, you know, it's fairly new in the sense of like being like five or six years old, but, um, they get to kind of go in and, and see that for the first time where it's like, they're not going to like Rosedale mall, Southdale mall and seeing that there. Right. And that's really cool. Um, but I think one question I really had for you is like, did you always know that like you wanted to start your own business? Um, that's a good question. Um, not yes and no. (laughs) Um, I think, I think having a blog can kind of play into that too. mm -hmm. But so how did that just play out for you? So back, I remember in high school, not knowing what I wanted to do or what I was even good at. I wasn't really involved in sports like that. Um, growing up and a friend of mine was like, you have a unique style, like, especially in high school. And she was just like, you dress well. I'm like, well, I do like to shop. I do like to put outfits together. That's always been something I've been into since I was a child. I used to play dress up and model for my grandma. She used to do childcare. (laughs) So we used to be over there, but, um, and then I've always, I guess I've had this vision or this dream of having, a uh, <laughs> a store that has like a um a spa salon on one side, like a all in one where you could just go and get a whole makeover done. Basically, you get oh, your I hair done, that. your nails done, get a new outfit, and walk out just fully refreshed. Oh my god! So that was like my childhood like dream, I guess. And then I forgot about it. So then in the midst of like, now you're an adult and you're working regular jobs That's and it's a great like, okay, dream. <laughs> yeah, so it's like, okay, what am I doing? So that when I say yes and no, it's like, well, yeah, if I think back to like high school, I guess, um, I, I do kind of remember having that vision or that dream and then moving on to other things. And then somehow it's come back around full circle. Excuse the interruption, but I just had to shout out my girl, Olivia Garner. She is the mastermind behind my logo for the podcast and a lot of my content creation. I found Olivia through another podcast that I listened to and she made the design process so seamless. I was so grateful to be able to work with someone like her throughout this entire thing because again, this is my first time ever doing anything like this and she made it just feel so easy. If you have any graphic design needs of your own, she has her own website, oliviagarnerdesigns.com, or you can visit her at Olivia Garner Designs on Instagram. 
That's crazy. And like, I, and I'm sure like having a child in the midst of all this was not in your plan. No. And <laughs> no. Mm, sure, it was not. Yeah. <laughs> But I like you said, like having Cassius like ignited a fire in you. So I'm curious, like during the midst of a pandemic, when you were sick and Mm -hmm. you've already had this brand fierce and flawed, like how what was it like creating this new brand and like really launching it? Um, um, That's a good question. I guess I've never, re- I've been moving so fast. I haven't reflected on it. <laughs> I, I don't know. I just stopped. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. <laughs> um, I was, I was scared at first. I was anxious and I was scared, but I just was ready to like, to see what I could do. I, from the first, from when I worked at Aura, I realized that this is a very hard business and it's hard work and that it wasn't all like, it's not all glam to own a boutique Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. people make it seem like it is. And so after I left there, I honestly wasn't sure that I, if I wanted to own my own boutique, I did prior to that, but I wasn't sure if that's what I wanted anymore. Um, And then working at Primp, I saw how well things can go with structure um, and with a solid team. Um, when I started my own boutique, I was just ready to try. I think that's really what it came down to. I, I stopped overthinking it and, and thinking that it had to be this huge, like, I have to build this huge company, this huge corporation. It can literally start with an online business. It, it can, yeah. And it, and it really, for me, is testing my own limits, Um I feel like this is something that I put out there that I I've been wanting to do since even even when it was just a blog. Um, And then I've done everything that I could possibly do to obtain as much knowledge as I I can in the field. So now it was just about, okay, let's try this for yourself and see if this is what you really want and if you can make this happen. Um, And I'm learning as I go. I'm learning what I do like about the business and what, and the aspects that I would just rather hire somebody to do oh, <laughs> eventually. 100%. And I'm learning. Um, so do you have a team behind you right now? I am a one woman show. Oh my God. Yeah. It is just me. I can't imagine. I can't imagine. Yeah. It is just me. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I cannot wait for the day. <laughs> You're like, intern, start with an intern. Yeah, like someone. I, no, I seriously, I do. You I should put so, out like a little poll on Instagram. Hey, anyone listening to this right now, Please DM me, email me. You can email me at info at fierceandflawed.com if you are interested. We Serious will, inquiries only, please. We will, yes, we will share this in the show notes. Truly, truly, truly. I think the, this is just good experience to have, even um, especially as an internship, like mm-hmm. paid, unpaid. It's just good experience. Absol- and well, like, and I am open to, I will teach you whatever you want to know. Like A hundred percent. You're a good teacher. I will say like, even when I was your manager, like you were teaching me shit left and right. Like that I, because you had come from that background where I had only had like a, a couple gears in it. Whereas like you, you really did know your shit and like. That was something that I was so grateful to have you on my team. Oh, thank you. Honestly, I think that's from being thrown in, like the the boutique I, threw, I, was at, I was yeah, like, Sabrina. Yes, <laughs> and, the, and the place I worked prior, the small business I worked to prior, we just had to figure it out yeah. like together. Well, yeah, because so. you're. I remember you telling me like some stories about that, like how you guys kind of like ran the show over there. So that does. Yeah, me and um, my coworker Carrie mm-hmm. at the time, yep. we just. We just had to figure it out. And <laughs> we I had, think, we, and you, we didn't even know what we were doing, but we had to figure it out. So. Yes. And that was like one thing I really appreciated about you is like you took that um, initiative and you ran with it. And that was like the biggest thing for me. And like, that's something I look for in my employees now is like, if this person has initiative, if they're going to just like kind of show up and do the damn thing, like mm-hmm. I'm happy. Yeah. Um, I think it comes from a place of just being eager to learn. Totally. That's really what and it's passionate about. about what, you, yeah. what you're learning. Yeah. Cause I, it's really easy to like get in a job where you're like, you're not really excited about it. You don't really care. You don't really feel like you need to learn more. Mm-hmm. Whereas like, I don't know, like with Primp, like I've always felt like I'm always eager to learn more. I felt like you were always eager to learn more. Like, um, pretty much anyone I've hired has just been like, I want to know more. And yeah. that's really important. Cause I try to hire people who I think are 
passionate about it and are yes. just gonna do it as like another paycheck yeah it's so it's so hard to find good employees it's, though it's that are so passionate hard. it's oh very hard it's very hard i will say i feel super lucky now with the team i have right now mm-hmm. like oh my god they are all just like they they want to be there and it's really obvious so that's been awesome yeah but that's good that's great it's awesome <laughs> um but i think like one of the biggest questions i have for you is like what have been like the biggest struggles of being a mom and a business owner and like how do you do them both at the same time (laughs) oh gosh (laughs) like how do you balance that I do not (laughs) you're like you're asking the wrong girl (laughs) I do not like I no I kid you not um something is always lacking something is is gonna lack either I'm giving Cassius a lot of attention but I haven't posted any new arrivals it's just sitting in boxes in my basement Mm. um for months or i'm not giving him the amount of attention that he needs because now he's in daycare full-time so when i'm off on weekends um i like to spend my time with him and sometimes i can't it's just like okay i just need this full saturday to get stuff done um i have not come up with a balance I, that's a goal of mine for 2022. I've tried a, a number of things. Um, at first, I thought like I was going to be posting new arrivals every week, every two mm. weeks. Then I, I switched it up and I'm like, let's we're going to start doing monthly drops. I think mm-hmm. I can keep up with that. And um, I recently bought a house uh, last month. Oh my gosh. So congratulations. Thank you so much. But that like was stressful. So I bought all of these. I went to Magic um in August. Mm-hmm. Um I went for, for those my of job. you who don't know, Magic is a it's like a gosh, uh, I don't know. It's it's like a buying event. So yeah. it's in Las Vegas. You go once a year typically. It's tw- it's twice a year. Twice a year. Um, okay. February and August of every year. So it's a big trade show. They have lots of seminars. They have guest speakers. They're um they're all free. They have a lot of vendors if you're into um, buying and selling. And then they also have a side for sourcing where you can actually meet manufacturers from all over the world that come. So I I was sent in August um, for Ruva to um, go to sourcing to look for more manufacturers. Um, He also is aware of my business and he fully supports my business as well. So because I was going to say I was like, you know, legally there are not competes in Mm -hmm. certain businesses and everything. So that's nice that you were able to like sign on to a business where like you can still do your thing, but still like have this career. Yeah. Yeah. I um. I think, and and honestly, so going back to your question before about choosing to leave Primp and go with Ruva, it also was, um, was just that it was, um, it's real. It, I felt like when I started, cause when I started, I was still working for Primp, but I was mm-hmm. part-time when I started my business and I was so nervous about it being conflict of interest because it's a boutique and buying and selling, even though. I'm buying on a way smaller scale and different try. I try to have different stuff anyways. Yeah. Different um, vendors. Different yeah. Brands. And I yep. tried, um, I tried to, to make sure like, okay, I'm just not going to carry anything that Primp has. <laughs> well, cause um, that's like pretty much what the non-complete compete includes. Yeah. Is like just don't carry the same brands. Right. So what happened though is I went to, um, I know that I'm like looping around questions, but I went to Atlanta for a month and a half I just I was going through it with postpartum after I had cashes so this was postpartum is real yeah very so this was January yep I was I went to Atlanta January and came back middle of March so this is like seven months six months after you have seven months after you had cashes mm-hmm. so I actually launched my business in August of 2020 yep and then 2021 January it was mid-January, end of January when I left. And um, I I had to go so bad that I was like, I, I had told, uh, who did I send it to? I think I sent it to Michelle, actually. Mm-hmm. I sent an email to Michelle and I'm like, do I have to quit? Because I don't want to. Like, I still want to work here, but like, I need a leave of absence. And, you know, and then I was just was aware that some of the girls 
you know, leave for college and come back season. So I'm like, if that's an can option, I can that? I do that? Yeah. 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 Like, but I have to like get away for at least a month. Like, I need a minute. Yeah. Just to figure out what I'm doing or where I want to be. Yep. Um, so there. when I was out there, I went to, they had the trade show happen to be out there and I found out about it the very last day. So I went and I ordered stuff. And then when I came back, I was like, oh dang, like it, it was, there was one set and a blazer that primp was carrying that. And I'm like, I ordered it. Like I had no idea because it didn't come yet. Mm-hmm. So. Mm, so you were worried about that conflict. Of yeah, I was. Okay. Um, and luckily to my knowledge, it was never an issue. Um, oh my gosh. or anything. And wow. I remember talking to, yeah, I remember talking to, I would be super, so stressed. Like, can I even, I just bought this thing. Can I even sell it now? Like, right. Yep. And no one ever said anything. Everyone was totally aware. I've always been open. Oh, so everybody 100%. was aware of what I had going on and stuff. For sure. But then when it came about. And when you're dealing the, with a small business, it can be a little different, which yeah. like, you know, in, in some ways or not, like it, if there's a non-compete, there's a non-compete, but like mm-hmm. sometimes there can be, um, like loop, not, I don't want to say loopholes, but like sometimes there can be like um things that are acceptable and things that aren't right yeah and, and it's just so hard with buying because you buy so, f- it is. so h- far in advance so and, far. and it's hard when you like don't know like what brands they're buying from because primp like they do have their set brands but sometimes they venture and sometimes we have new brands oh, ab- that we try yeah absolutely and that's kind of how it was it's exactly how it was like Ugh. for example i just bought a jacket in august i ordered this in august when i was at magic and it just came last week Oh, so God. it's like yeah. it's like impossible for me to you know so and people who don't understand like fashion and retail like just so you know like retail world fashion world is always typically like six months mm-hmm. ahead of like where you're actually at so like yeah. um working in management working for a small boutique like no we're not six months ahead in in receiving the inventory but we are buying inventory roughly six months ahead and yeah. like we receive that inventory roughly like two months before we're actually it's actually going to hit the floor yeah and i think that that's something important to remember too is like yeah like you go to that and you're like yes i'm gonna like get this thing but it's like you actually don't know Mm -hmm. until like that moment i i also think that um bigger businesses that buy more and spend more are first priority so it was also um a predicament where it's like oh i ordered this long before like we we even got it but i love that my they you know what i mean like primp got it first because they're ordering so much too and then it was to a point where it's like i kind of can't cancel otherwise i have nothing so what did you do (laughs) um i i still sold it and no one said anything um i've so far i've done a good job of not carrying anything else Um, i mean now i don't work there anymore right did you so what did that conversation end up looking like when you were like hey i started this business like um no one ever said anything it was just like i'm gonna leave everyone was um well no i didn't leave because of my business i left just because of the new job opportunity that i had Um, but that also helped me determine my choice between, okay, am I going to move up with primp or am I going to take this new job opportunity? It just, the new job fit in so many other ways where it was like, well, if I work over here, it's a brand within itself. There is no conflict of interest. So there is no, like, he's like, yeah, I'm going to send you to magic. And this, I want you to go to these five seminars and I want you to look for, um, vendors that meet this criteria, right? Or um, not vendors, manufacturers. So right. that's the work that I had to do for Ruva. But then I stayed two extra days, and um, I was able to shop on the other side of Magic um, for my business, and that and it wasn't a conflict of interest. So yeah. that's why that also kind of helped determine me leaving and going and working for Ruva because it was like, okay, well I can comfortably build what I'm doing on the side and not have to like tiptoe or wonder like, am I, you know, is it a conflict of interest? So I have not told a lot of people this, but there was a point in time where over COVID I was working for a little boutique and, um, just kind of, I think I remember seeing you posting a story about it. It was very brief. I was just working there for a couple just a few months and like mm. um during that time during the time of covid i had the idea of starting an online business as well mm. and i was going to name it kitsch boutique and That's i had 
and I had an Instagram named for it. I had all the things like I, I had not some, I had not like promoted it by any means. Cause I was scared shitless. Yeah. Um, and I just remember like seeing you and then another gal who also, um, has left prep. I'm just going to shout her out. Shirley, um, both created businesses in the midst of a pandemic. And I was like, I can't compete with that. Like, I really <laughs> felt like I was like, I can't compete with that. Like I, I'm going to support these women in the, what they've started. Cause it's beautiful. And it's awesome. I can't compete with that. Cause I don't have, and I knew, I knew emotionally and just mentally, I didn't have the mindset and the grit that you guys had. Like I was going in it very like loosey goosey, like whatever happens, happens. Like I didn't have any determination. I didn't have any uh, discipline behind it. I just was like going to launch it. Mm-hmm. And so I recognized from seeing you guys launch yours and being like, you can't launch this. <laughs> I think you would have done well. I think you're, yeah, I think you have to give yourself a little more credit. It would have been okay. I, honestly, <laughs> I think what I was really trying to get to is this podcast. Yeah. I think I was trying to get to something that I wanted to create mm-hmm. and I was trying to figure out what that was. And, yeah. um, it took a while to get there. Cause like I kept trying different ventures. Like, uh, yes, I didn't actually like end up buying anything or selling anything, but I did a lot of like research and I did a lot of like actual buying Mm -hmm. quote unquote, before I actually got to the point of recognizing like, maybe this isn't actually what I want to do right now. And, and yes, maybe someday I could be good at this, but like one, so a couple of things that were kind of playing into that was like one, if I want to go back to primp, I know I can't start a new business right now. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to go back to primp. And that was a big, um, motivator for me and knowing like and it wasn't my passion didn't lie with fashion necessarily it really it really um lied with me lied that sounds weird it really (laughs) it really wasn't in line with me um just wanting to be in management and um in a leadership role that was I think that was kind of more so what was important to me and and making women feel confident because I work for a women's clothing boutique and um I just kind of got to a point in that where I was like I don't think that me actually like buying things and like selling that is gonna Mm. is feeling what I want to feel right now yeah and so I kind of hit a point with that and I was like okay this isn't this isn't it but I really felt so confident in it at a moment in time and I was like I'm trying to create this brand and it was so scary but I remember like talking to my um boss at that boutique and asking her like Cause this was over the pandemic as well. And I, mm-hmm. and I asked her, I was like, is this something I could do while working with you? Like I just straight up had to ask her cause she's the owner and she was the one that like, kind of worked there on a daily basis. And yeah. I was like, are, is, are you like, are you okay with this? Like, <laughs> right. is this something I could do? And she goes, she was like, yeah, as long as you're not carrying the same vendors, like I'm good. Yeah. As long as you're not buying from the same vendors and like carrying the same product, like right. we're good. Yeah. Um, so I, I understand what you mean. And like that sense of being like, shit, like, I don't want to like, you know, step on anyone's toes and, um, create a bigger issue out of something that like, I'm just trying to create something that I'm passionate about. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And I think, um, with you leaving primp and then, and trying new business ventures and then coming back, what it sounds like is you just needed something for yourself. Mm -hmm. You just had to figure out what that was, but you needed something for yourself that you were like you needed your own you had to birth your own baby yes and that's where this podcast came because like this podcast was like so many conversations in the midst like I had conversations about starting a podcast surrounding sobriety Mm -hmm. and like that was not going to be something that I could actually create and be confident in because I was sober at the time of having that um idea like I was like three weeks sober but at the Mm -hmm. same time it was like I'm, I mean, I'm not sober now. So it's like, mm-hmm. that's not something that I wanted to like submit out there. I think what I really was trying to emanate was something that people can resonate with and something that people can like sit down and listen to and like be vulnerable and, and just like nod their head and be like, yes, yeah. like I get that. Yep. And you're giving everyone a platform to share their story. And that's, what's really important because we don't have the same story. No one has the same story. <laughs> we do not. No, we don't have the same story. None of my listeners have the same story. None mm-hmm. of my guests have the same story. And I think like, like you're saying, Sabrina, like that's so important. And like, that's really what I tr- wanted to resonate with this. And I think it took me a minute to like recognize that that was the goal that I was going for because before that I was, 
you know, I wanted to sell clothes. And then I was like, is this really what I want to do? Like when I work at Primp, it's not about me selling the clothes. That's not what I'm passionate about. Mm -hmm. When I'm there, I'm passionate about making women feel good. Yeah. And I think like I had to recognize that and be like, that's not something that that's not actually a passion is like dressing women. Isn't my passion. Mm -hmm. Making women feel good is my passion. Yeah. And giving that customer service is my passion. So I had to recognize that. And you can do that in a lot of different ways. Totally. So it's just finding yes. what you, what you're good at and also what you're passionate about and how can you, how can you do both? Absolutely. Cause I'm, I, I just love clothes. Yeah. <laughs> I love clothes, <laughs> but ultimately, um, I'm passionate about business. Mm-hmm. And I think that's the aspect of it all that keeps me, focused and and lights a fire under me and you're good at it like I can tell you're good at it like I mean just the fact that you are a one-man band behind the scenes like Mm -hmm. you really like just doing all of this like it's that's crazy like I think about the amount of work that I have to put in just with hosting this podcast and the amount of work that you have to put in with like holding a business and having a child and supporting a partnership and still having um family relationships and friendships like that's a lot yeah that's a lot like I think about like oh my god I have my podcast and I have my job and I have my friends and that's a lot but like having a child in the midst of that like I just can't imagine and um so I think like one of my biggest questions for you and I do you have any tips out there for moms who are aspiring to be business owners for mom who is moms who are just aspiring to do more? What would you say? Um, so as far as me doing it all with a child, you learn after a child that you don't have a choice. The, the child is depending on you for everything, for diaper changes, for baths, for um, nurturing feeding everything that child is dependent on upon you so it's either I give up on everything that I wanted for myself which a lot of people do a lot of mothers do and then that child will grow up one day and leave the nest and then what do you have you have yourself (laughs) you always have yourself so I vowed to myself when I was pregnant that I am going to still do things for myself and build something for myself. Um, and that this will not hinder me at all. It will just motivate me. Um, and I think if you already have a drive, a, a ch- having a child is just going to push you even further. Um, as far as tips go, be patient with yourself. I would, I would tell any mother that's trying to do Um, create a business or do better at her day job or go to school or whatever it is that she's um, doing aside from parenting I would say just to be patient and you're some you're gonna lack somewhere there's not enough time in a day and that's okay Mm -hmm. just don't stop you can slow down but just don't stop and I think that's where I'm at now is my son comes first and I was getting so wound up with work and school and the business that then I'm like oh wow like I haven't spent enough time with my son like it's Saturday I'm off but I'm my mom is watching him like so I I've learned to slow down and really focus on him and his needs first um and foremost and everything else will come after that the older a child gets the less they need you. So then the harder you can go with your other ventures and um, you, it frees up some of your time. So that's what that you got to remember what you're doing it for and why you're doing it. But I would definitely say be patient and just be consistent. I know they say that all the time, but consistency does not look the same for everyone. People say you got to be consistent and you need to post once a day and you need to have, um, you know, for your prize, you need to have an episode every, every week or you need like, no, 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 no. Consistency could mean once a month, yeah, once a season, like it doesn't matter as long as you're consistent with it. And that's That's where, that's where I'm at. I've tried the, um, like I mentioned, I've tried doing new arrivals monthly. Now I'm down to look, I'm going to do some new arrivals seasonally Yep, (laughs) because that's what I have time for. 
Um, and that's what you're going to prioritize. That's what I'm prioritize. And that's, what's also going to keep me, um, a good mother. Mm -hmm. It's going to allow me time for my son. And that's, what's the most important, but I'm not going to stop. No. So, cause it's still something you're passionate about, but at the same time, your, your, your priorities are in check where, you know, like my son comes first, my relationship with my son's father comes second. Yeah. And then it's everything else just kind of falls behind. Yeah, absolutely. If, if your household, um, it's hard. It's very. It's not impossible, but it's very hard to build anything else if your family structure is not strong. With a strong family structure, then you can do whatever. You know, it's the sky is the point. limit. Um, but I'm really just more so into planting seeds and just watching them grow. So, if I, if all I have is some new arrivals once a year, that I I still planted the seed and I'm still watering it with the time um that i do have and it's it's gonna grow from there um so yeah i love Mm -hmm. that i love that i think that that's so important and i think that that's a note we're gonna end on but i just i really would just want to like shout you out because like i don't know that we really talked about the fact that like you are also in school like you are taking classes right now you are owning a business you are also managing a store you are also a mother and you are also a partner and you're also a friend a daughter a sister like you yeah. are all these different things like <laughs> Thank you. you are doing this every day so give yourself a pat on the back Thank because you so much. that's huge <laughs> and that's hard and that's something that like people struggle with so that's why I wanted to have you on is because like you struggle with it too. It's not like you, you're living this picture perfect life. Like you're struggling with the balance. You're figuring mm-hmm. it out. Like you had to kind of go through these ups and downs to figure out your, the balance that you're at now. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's just important for moms and people out there to know is like, you're not, it's not just like this picturesque thing. Like you have to figure out what works for you and your child. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. And I think, um, Really figure, well, right now I'm in a space of just kind of uh, figuring out my purpose. Mm -hmm. So, and that's like, it's not just the business. It's not just being a mother. And Mm -hmm. I think that comes before anything, anything else. I do a lot to stay busy. Um, I'm just a busy body. Mm -hmm. I feel very accomplished when I'm checking things off of my planner every day. But um, I've been listening to, um, I I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but um, I think it's called... uh, sad gruse something like that it's s-a-d-h-g-u-r-u that's his name okay um but i just started listening to him on youtube and he um is an indian yoga instructor yoga guru and um spirituality um expert and he just talks about and and helps remind me every time i watch him that we're here for much more than to to work and to be busybodies in this Western society that we live in. Um, yes. So that at at the core, like that that as a mom, I think everybody should make sure that they make time to and figure out and just really it, reside in and just yes to figure out like okay, what really brings you joy? Yeah, mm-hmm. because all of the busyness. It's just busy work. <laughs> and, it's, and it's okay to not find that joy right like, away because yes. you're dealing with this little child who really yes. needs you 24-7. Yes. So honestly, my business, it's not just, it's not like, oh, I started this business just to like be a mompreneur and to have like, no, it's what brings me joy. Mm-hmm. And so even if it's not a business, it, it, it could be something that doesn't make you money at 100%. all. hundred percent. I like just this encourage, podcast. <laughs> yes. I encourage every mother to find something that brings them joy. Yes. Mm-hmm. I love that. Oh, thank you so much, Sabrina. Yeah, I'm so you. glad we got to just like sit and have this conversation because you truly have been one of those people that like just since I've started this, like with someone I like wrote down and was like, I want to chat talk to her <laughs> because like I don't know a lot of mothers out there who have also like started a business in the midst of a pandemic and like I mean, that's huge. Like you really have to like take a step back and be like, and I know you're not someone who's going to like pat yourself on the back a lot, but Hey, I'm blessing though. Thank you. I think you should. So (laughs) thank you you so much. Yeah. Thank you for having me. I'm, I was so excited. I've never been on a podcast before. So I'm like, Oh, I'm nervous, but yeah, let's do it. (laughs) So thank you. I'm so, so grateful. Oh, anytime girl. (laughs)
it feels so good to just sit down with an old friend after a few years and just really kind of rehash all these big things that have gone on in her life over the past couple years. It was really cool to just kind of hear how she's navigated all of it, and I am truly in awe of her. She is just so amazing. I don't know how she does it, but she is doing a phenomenal job, and I'm so proud of her. Um, Again, you can find her at Fierce and Flawed on Instagram, so make sure to check that out. Um, I'll also have all of this linked in the show notes. You can find us at Vocal Vault Podcast on Instagram as well. Also, if you enjoyed this episode, feel free to share it with a family member, a friend, a loved one. Also, make sure to hit that follow subscribe button on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Please leave a rating and or a written review. Again, written reviews are so helpful as they really do help this algorithm. And I'm just so appreciative of all of you for listening. And again, just a reminder that there will be no new episode next week, but um, we will be back in the new year. So I hope that you guys all just have the best holiday season and just really spend time with family, you know, kind of reflect and think about all the things that you're grateful for in your life and all the things that you really want to embody and bring with you into the new year. So everyone stay safe and I will see you next year.